And welcome to episode number nine of Cass County Conversations. Randy Smith along with Kate Stowe. And this week we're traveling to our county seat. Yes, we've talked an awful lot about Atlanta and Cass County in general. But today we're going to talk about Linden. How much do you know about Linden? I don't know a whole lot about Linden. I know it's provided some great musicians over the past. It has. It has. Don Henley. Uh, Richard Bowden. Uh-huh. And... James Kirkland. James Kirkland. Scott Joplin from Linden? Scott Joplin was born in Linden, okay. yes. Then he, uh, his mother um, was a, a maid at the Ace of Clubs house in Texarkana. They moved to Texarkana, and she worked there. And he started playing the piano in their parlor. Okay. That was the, the story I heard. Well, back in high school, my sister, and uh, her piano recital one year, had to had to do the entertainer. We all did. Everyone Holy. who had piano lessons had to do the I'm, entertainer. I'm, that was back in. She was probably junior high, maybe high school. I'm 58 now. I still have nightmares over that song. <laughs> I, hear, I mean, if, if, if my wife wants to get to me, she'll play the entertainer. We all had to learn that. Well, today I'm going to read a story from the 1972 Centennial Edition of the Citizen's Journal. The story was written by Nita Mac Janes. I don't know Nita, um, but this is a very good story uh, full of all kinds of interesting facts about Linden. It says that Linden established in 1848, named after Tennessee Town. The city of Linden was established and named in June 1848 by the Commissioner's Court of Cass County, Texas. It was named after Linden, Tennessee, hometown of Edward W. Story, who owned the land where Linden, Texas, was established and who offered to let the Cass County Commissioners have a 50-acre site for the location of the county seat. Several other persons, including Jerry Wood, wanted Linden named after their hometown of Linden, Tennessee. The 50-acre site was a part of Story's 320-acre preemption survey, which he had obtained earlier in the Matthew Powell Headright Survey. By 1845, Story and his wife, Emily Jane, were living in a log cabin in the dense forest where Linden was founded. P.B. Kincaid, who later became county treasurer, told of passing through the area in 1845 and being royally entertained by the Ed Stories. On June 30, 1848, Story gave the commissioners his bond of $5,000 to guarantee a good title to the town site. Before making final arrangements for the land, the commissioners waited to see the results of the people's voting for the location of the county seat. The commissioners had already nominated three places, Lyndon, Jefferson, and Holcomb's Bluff, to be voted on as the county seat. So Lyndon, Lyndon was a vote. I did not know that. Where's Hol- Holcomb's Bluff? I don't know. Never heard of that. I haven't either. Good thing they didn't win. <laughs> so they voted on these three in an election on October 16, 1848, it gave Lyndon a majority of votes, but some Jefferson citizens protested the timing of the election. 
The commissioner's court ordered another election, which was held September 3, 1851. Reasons for the delay are not known. Linden received the majority of votes for county seat again in 1851, and the county court officially designated it the permanent seat of justice. However, they waited until 1852 to move the county offices and records away from Jefferson, which was the temporary seat. At that time, Jefferson was the principal town in Cass County, but it became a part of Marion County in 1860. In May 1852, Cass County archives and offices were moved by the county clerk, Thomas J. White, to Linden and housed in rented buildings until the first regular courthouse was accepted in 1854. During the years from 1848 to 1852, the county commissioners had been making preparations for Linden to be the county seat. They paid $50 in February 1849 to Edward W. Story and wife Jane for the 50-acre site. The commissioner appointed A.F. Holcomb and Benjamin Kimball to lay out lots for the town site in January 1848. The first sale of town lots was ordered by the commissioners to be held February 5, 1849. Records do not show specifically whether or not those assignments were done. It is assumed they were, they were though, because a few weeks later, Henry Collins bought a lot from Edward W. Story and wife. On April 16, 1849, Collins paid $85 for the lot on Main Street facing the west side of the courthouse square. At the present time, in 1972, this lot is occupied by the Linden City Hall, and it still is today. Side note. The lot has historical significance for being among the first lots sold in Linden and for being the one where Collins erected the double building which was rented by the county commissioners in May 1852 for a temporary courthouse. More town lots laid out in 1851 indicated that Linden was growing. In June 1851, the county court paid $40 to A.F. Holcomb for laying out the lots and making a map of the town. He also received $200 for page turn. <laughs> These old papers are so big. Yeah, we were just commenting on that. Yeah, they used to be a lot bigger than they are now. Okay. He also received $200 for making a map of the county. On February 18, 1852, the Cass County Commissioner's Court ordered Nelson H. Haney to have more lots cleared, surveyed, and good posts put at the corner of each lot. A few months later, the court paid Bennett Story $6 for settling, <laughs> setting out 600 posts, $6. Wow. For setting out 600 posts for lots in the town of Linden. What does that come to? That's a, like a penny a, a, a post. A penny a post. Okay. Another sale of town lots was held on Friday, July 9, 1852. In August, the court paid Williamson Petty $6 for services rendered four days at the sale of lots in Linden. The Linden Post Office was established in May 1852 and it has been continuously operated. Ward Taylor Jr. was the first postmaster, Thomas J. Foster was second, John E. Ligon was third. By the middle of 1852, Linden was growing a little faster. 
the county commissioners perhaps to encourage more people to live here sold town lots for low prices and some on credit terms of a year or longer. An example is the lot now occupied by R.C.'s Barbershop on Main Street, which sold for $30 credit of one year. Deed records show George Melton bought the lot. The year 1853 saw increased activity in Linden. Thomas J. Foster Sr. was building the first courthouse. The first Methodist church organized with William Hill as pastor. A group of citizens petitioned the state legislature to charter a school academy for Linden. The trustees paid Edward W. Story $50 for one acre of land to be used as the academy site adjoining the town. It is not known whether the academy was built and operated or not. The seven trustees were John Ligon, William Oliver, Thomas J. White, Ebenezer Frazier, Anderson Ward, Thomas J. Foster, and H.I. Story. You know, speaking of the academy, I have found a picture and it's captioned the Linden Singing Academy. I wonder if that's the same one. Uh, I pr- probably. I, probably at some point in, in its history, it was probably the Singing Academy. Yeah. Linden Singing Academy. Cool. They, I didn't know they had such a thing. I, I guess. Either. I guess they... Wow. Okay. But the picture has several people in it. Oh, wait a minute. Look. Here's the picture right here. On the next page, yeah, the singing school. This picture was probably taken in Linden in 1801. Miss H. N. Hanner's father, Charles Henry Hefner, is the third man from left on the third row. The others are unidentified. I will put that picture on our on our Facebook page, along with the story. There was also a finishing school. It was a part of the Linden Male and Female Academy. So I guess there was a singing school a finishing school, and a male and female academy. Huh. Huh. Well, things that make you go, huh. Let's see, where was I? Town lots sold faster in 1853. Prices for lots sold by the county commissioners ranged from $8 to $53 per lot. Jesse Denson, county judge at the time, paid only $49 for all four lots in Block 2 on Main Street facing the west side of the Courthouse Square. James Todd paid $25 for a lot in Block 4 facing the south side of the square. That lot is now occupied by the dental office of Dr. Samuel Holder. Um, I don't think that that he's there anymore. No, he... He retired, I believe. He's passed on. Oh, did he pass Uh, on? Okay. That's the office where I interviewed Don Henley in 2001. Yes. 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 Or 2002. That wasn't really, that office is not really on the square. No, it's not really on the square, is it? It's it's a couple of blocks up. Yeah. Between Crumps and downtown. It's the only office that Dr. Holder had that that I know of. Well. And I started using him probably mid-70s. He may move. He may move. Uh, maybe he office. started that, there. That office, that office is probably not much older than mid seventies. Probably not. You're probably right. Okay, William Beaver bought the lot where the post office now stands on the southeast corner of Rush and Kaufman Streets, 
for $15.50. You can't beat that. Josiah Phillips and James Chappell or Chapel paid $51 for the lot now occupied by Alonzo Morris Food Store on the northwest corner of Main and Houston Streets. Alonzo Morris Food Store, 1972. Is that the, the Piggly Wiggly? Is that the uh, corner of Maine and Houston? It's either no. that or... Uh, oh, 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 I know where that is. Affiliated was. That's where Affiliated was, you're right. Charles Graham obtained the lot now occupied by Jimmy Nelson Furniture Store on the northeast corner of Maine and Houston Streets from the county commissioners. Some of the other people buying lots in Linden during 1853 were Thomas Heath, John Poindexter, Henderson Ward, Richard King, Ebenezer Frazier, and James Moore. 1854 was an important year in the history of Linden because the first courthouse was accepted by the county commissioners in February of that year. That brought more businesses to Linden as people came to transact legal matters. Additional work on the courthouse and square then brought more attention to Linden. Samuel Dunn underpinned the courthouse for $59. W.S. Griffin painted it for $243. Patrick Higgins dug the first public well on the square for $10. That's a dollar per foot. And the first fence was built around the square for $65. In September 1854, the Commissioner's Court awarded a contract to the firm of Carpenter and Haggard to build the first county jail at Linden for $2,970. It was completed and accepted on August 18, 1856. Town lots in Linden continued in the same price range. J.H. McReynolds paid only $15 for a quarter of Block 14 at the northeast corner of Houston and Foster Streets. H.J. Bankston paid $38 for the lot originally reserved by Edward W. Story and wife for themselves, their assignees, and heirs. That lot is on the northwest corner of Main and Campbell Streets and is now the residence of Ralph and Flo Daniels. At least in 1972 yeah. it was, yeah. Miss Georgia Ann Harrison taught school in a log cabin in Linden in 1854. It may have been the first school there. Records do not agree on that information. Specific information about all the first things in Linden has dimmed with passing years. Some of them were in Linden by the middle 1840s, and others came later. It has been said two mercantile stores opened by John Moore and Robert Graham were the first places of business. Mitchell and Ward owned and operated the first blacksmith shop. It was on Houston Street, just north of the courthouse square. Richard Clauswell had the first cabinet shop. He also made coffins, bureaus, bedsteads, and other furniture. Dr. John B. Ligon came as the first physician. He also built the first hotel. Dr. Josiah Phillips, who came soon afterwards, owned and operated the first drugstore in Linden. Adam Sheffield built a small log house and opened the first saloon. Drinks sweetened with brown sugar and stirred with small wooden paddles were served in tin cups. It was a drink sweetened with brown sugar and stirred with a small wooden paddle. Served in a tin cup. What could that be? 
A hot toddy? I don't know. Oh, sounds interesting. The first private residence probably was the log cabin occupied by the E.W. Story family. The first frame residence was built in 1853 by Thomas J. Foster, Sr. on the northwest corner of Houston and Foster Streets, about three blocks west of the courthouse. Mrs. Ruth Duncan Davis, widow of the late C.E. Davis, now lives in the Foster House. That was in 72. In 1858, Henry O'Neill established the Linden Times, which was the first newspaper. Also, by 1858, A.J. Nelson, T.J. Logwood, A.J. McKee, H. Duncan, and S.H. Searcy all had business places in the block facing the west side of the courthouse in Linden. Nelson had a retail grocery next door below the tavern owned by Hinton Duncan, and a one-room building where Circe sold liquors. A.J. McKee owned and operated a retail grocery at Linden in the 1850s and 1860s. T.J. Logwood was granted a license on February 19, 1858 to sell liquor in a building south of the Duncan Tavern. Logwood sold other merchandise as well. About 1860, James Crawford Connolly became a partner with Logwood. The Logwood and Connolly Mercantile Store operated through the Civil War and is reported to have been a large popular general store. Although progress of Linden was hindered by the Civil War and reconstruction problems in the 1860s and 1870s, faithful citizens of Linden kept the town alive. Others moved to greener pastures. When railroads came into Cass County in the 1870s, other industries began flourishing and the overall economy was favorable to Linden. A new wave of home seekers coming from the war-torn areas and other states also benefited Linden. In 1880, some of the business firms were Crow and Graham as well as Cox and Lee. Attorneys were J. H. Henderson, George T. Vaughn, and the law firm of Whittle and Harrell. Doctors were J.D. McWhorter and A.J. Oliver. This is not a complete list of all the business and professional people in Linden in the early 1880s, though. Though, okay. On March 29, 1882, W.S. Lee and wife Lula of Linden sold a business lot and the storehouse on it for $200 to W.S. Sasser and Betty Sasser Wood, who owned and operated a big mercantile business for several years in Linden. The lot they bought from Lee is now occupied by Fuller Supply Company, facing east at Main and Graham Streets. Well, that is very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, I did not know all that about Linden. So, the, the courthouse was built in... 1850? I believe so, yes. Somewhere, somewhere around there? And it's the oldest continuous, continuous courthouse. courthouse in the state of Texas. It sure is. It sure is. Yeah, I think right right now there's the clerk's office is the only, only thing in there. Yeah. And uh, when they, when everybody moved to the new courthouse, they kept the clerk's office in there just to, where it could still be the con oldest continuous. What year was it when they um, did the remodel to get the historical marker? 
It was in the early 2000s. Uh, it was about 20 years ago. It's probably been that long. Well, Don Henley came and put up some money, said he would match whatever was raised. And that's when they did the reconstruction and took the wing off that they had put on in the 30s. Right. There was a, there was a fire, wasn't there? There was a fire in the 30s. There was a cyclone, too. A cyclone, which we call today a tornado. Um, did a lot of damage to the courthouse, and there was a fire. But okay. I think before I moved away in 2005, they had a fundraiser. They were raising money to get the historical marker for the courthouse. Yeah. We'll have to do some research. Do some more, and, and they took that wing off because in order to get the state money, they had to make it. Yes, in order to, right. In order to get accurate mm -hmm, as and, they could. In order to get the grant, they had to make it look like it did when it was first built. And so that's what they did. Mm -hmm. Beautiful courthouse. It is a beautiful courthouse. Now we know that it was painted for... Two hundred and thirty-five dollars? Is that what we said? I don't remember. It wasn't much. It wasn't much. You're not going to get it painted. I want to find the guy who set the post for Penny a Piece. A penny a Post. Yeah. A penny a Post. I wonder if he's still in business. <laughs> I don't know. That was a long, long time ago. You know, ago. I, I, I kept waiting for you to mention a, a, a name that I figured had been part of London since it since there's inception and you never did. Who? Allen Brothers. Allen Brothers, actually, to be honest with you, I'm looking at an ad in that paper from eighteen from nineteen seventy two. It doesn't say when it opened, but Allen Brothers is pretty much an institution. Yeah. I would I would have thought Allen Brothers would have went back to the founding of London. I know. Uh, and a lot of the out of all those names that you mentioned, there was a few family names I, I recognized. The Fosters. I recognized the Fosters. Uh, I can't remember, but there were some, but there was a lot I did not recognize. Of course, I don't know I don't know a lot about London. I hate to say that. So there's probably some family names that have, have go back to the, the beginnings of London that I'm just not familiar with. Well, I'll have to find someone who knows the history of London and have them on the show one day. That'll be interesting. And the school, uh, uh, the, and the school started in the 1850s. Uh huh. Right? Yeah. Okay. And they had a singing school. They had an academy and a finishing school. When That's did, pretty when did, awesome. When did the schools join together? London and Kildare joined together. Murdered. That's another thing we need to find out. We'll have a more extensive show yeah. on on the town of Linden, our county seat. That was probably in the 40s or 50s. Probably so. I know what they said about, about Linden being voted the county seat in 1848 and again in 1851. Yeah. I do know that Jefferson was the county seat when... Colin Baker was shot right. because they took him or maybe that was district was that district court they took him to a district judge Jeffrey, or was it county Jefferson was part of Cass County back then it was it yeah well I know they said for it was 
Jefferson temporarily, but before the Civil War, it became Lyndon. Yeah, I'm not sure that. And Colin Baker was after the Civil okay. War. Maybe that, maybe that was district. I think here in a week or two, we're going to um, talk about Colin Baker. Okay. I think that'll be interesting. Okay. Talk about the outlaws of Cass County. Okay. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Cass County Conversations. We'll join us again next week. Bye.